You're listening to Out of Bounds. Welcome to Out of Bounds, everybody. I can't get enough of that. That's Kawhi Leonard oh, and his laugh. Uh, whoever did that, by the way, genius. Oh, man. Genius. That's... It's got uh, millions of hits on YouTube, so congratulations on, on a great hit. Uh, Kawhi Leonard and his laugh. Yeah. Boy, that was something else. One of the one of the highlights uh, before the season even began. Threw me off. I was waiting for our <laughs> intro. <laughs> I just wanted to change it up, give you a laugh. Yeah, was, uh, yeah, right, right out the gate, that's what we do. We try to laugh on this show. Welcome out of Bounce, everybody. Uh, coming to you after a week off. Um, you know, like we've told you, we've got careers, we've got families, yeah. we've got lives, and then we've got out of bounds. So <laughs> when we have time, we try to get to this show, and we thank everybody who's listening. And uh, you can solve this problem by just subscribing. You don't have to look for us. You'll just know every time we do a show. So uh, subscribe, rate us, review us, and uh, we'll love you forever. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Halloween is come and gone. It seems like everybody just goes right from Halloween to Christmas. Right. Like, yeah. nobody's thinking about Thanksgiving right now. Yeah, Thanksgiving is next. So. <laughs> well, I, I mean, like, I get it. Like, for me, Thanksgiving is the real precursor to Christmas. I know the stores put everything out. I'm okay with the stores getting everything out because people like to get a head start on that stuff, and you go get your stuff, and that's fine. Like, I'm putting up my Christmas lights next week. Yeah. But I'm not turning them on until way later. Yeah, people want to get started so, way early. So you get your stuff. But people are already, I think uh, I think the radio station starting to play music on November 8th. I was gonna say I didn't hear it yet. <laughs> November eighth, they did like a, they did a poll. I can't wait though. You know, I like Christmas I music. Early, I, I'm but... like one of few adults that actually like Christmas. I know a lot of people cry about Christmas music. It's like no, not happening. But I, I enjoy it. I'm excited this year because my son is two and he's picking up all these songs that you know are on the shows and everything. So I'm excited for him to learn all this stuff. We were at the store today at Menards, walking through the Christmas section, and. Uh, I mean, he's already looking at stuff and following along and the jingles and and things like that. But it's just a little too early for me for the music and everything else. You, you Things when they come out, like Pumpkin Spice Latte, when that came out in the fall, it was cool because it was only in the fall and it was the only thing. Now you've got Pumpkin Spice everything. Right, yeah. Everything. It's just kind of annoying. I want to hear new music though. Like you hear, I mean, obviously the old ones are great. There but, are some classics, but, but I do. I know Johnny doesn't like the new renditions, but I, I like. I like yeah, the new. You know, you need today's different. people to do yeah. those songs over, and they don't always do them better. I'll give them that. They don't always do them better. It's hard when they're classics. It's hard to do them better than the originals, <laughs> but that's that's what you got to do. You got to give it a shot. So, um, we got a couple of things to talk about on the show, Steve. I'm glad you joined us because uh, yeah, I say at, us. I'm looking at nobody across. <laughs> kind of feels good. Kinda you know, feels... it's still kind of steamy in this room right now. <laughs> it's hot. It's like a sauna in here. Mark knows. Mark will be in here taking pictures. You should bring his uh, friend who he sees in the sauna at Lifetime. Oh. <laughs> Bruce. <laughs> Bruce. <laughs> Mark, you're going to have to tweet that picture out sometime. Uh, by the way, check us out on outofboundsdetroit.com. Uh, you'll find all our social media connections on there and you can uh, chat with us <laughs> and make fun of mark's uh gym interactions um oh there were lots of uh great football games this weekend steve uh, a lot a lot of college them. pros not one of them included yeah, the detroit yeah. lions yeah yeah that was brutal i was it was. Uh, it was it was brutal because you know 
the the suspension on the Lions bandwagon breaks every year around this time of the year. How many people get on and get off? Um, but that's what they do. Like they get you on, and then when you least expect it, they throw you off. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, we talked about coming off the bye and playing Seattle, and it, you know that was the kind of game that everybody was excited because they went into the bye on a high note, and then uh, you come out flat against Seattle. This was a game that I think. Lions fans were getting excited about because Minnesota hasn't been Minnesota that you know that juggernaut that everybody thinks they are or should be. You know they're one game back in this division and they go play the team that's supposed to win this division, not healthy. Um, and it's just Lions fans. I feel like the Slappies. I feel like you deserve this. Like you deserve this because you get excited about this team. But the and real then, real fans, I don't think thought that we had a chance i mean okay you got, okay. A, you got a chance every week but sure okay but I you mean, tweeted what yeah Lions okay it's 24 20 but i had okay. to okay i had to because i thought you know i had that we have no chance no so you don't playing, have to i'm playing this like for this, yourself just i'm playing this like reverse psychology thing where, but for yourself or other lions fans no no for myself just for you yeah because i thought we had <laughs> like <laughs> makes a, you feel better i, I thought maybe we had a 20 percent chance See, of that's winning fucked up but I, I had to do it okay did, who did i pick in our in our pick them yeah you picked Minnesota. okay like yeah i know, I mean, I know but i mean Okay, but if you're doing the reverse psychology thing, don't you want to pick them there too? Well, no, because I no that was for free. So I mean, <laughs> I was just like whatever. I'm like, if they win, I'm happy. Oh, and so, if I lose, you know, so, so are, are you and Mark going to your same online source to make your picks? No, I got Mark dis- is Mark for for the listeners uh, out there. We haven't talked about this on the show yet. Mark <laughs> is killing it in our in our Yahoo Pick'em League. Uh, Every week, this guy's averaging like ten correct picks a week i don't know i'm on the wrong side because he's beating me so I, well, i'm choosing the wrong guy I, I, and i've told him i haven't told him that i know where he's going i've told him i know where he's going but i haven't told him where that is mm-hmm. and and he's he's wondering now because i've been i've been competing with him i might be a couple picks ahead of him this week yeah me too I'm, i found you mark <laughs> i found you I'm not gonna let him win oh tough game whatever uh, all right so let's get back to the lions because they put up nine points yeah the offense. If it wasn't for Matt Prater, they would have no offense. I mean, we were in the red zone. How many times? Three, four times, and you can't. You just can't punch it in. You can't score. You can't. I, the offensive coordinator, if he's not fired by tomorrow, something's wrong. It's so like something is is missing here. It, it, what is it? Is it because they have a capable running back and they don't know how to incorporate him, or is it because now that they have a potential running game, uh, Jim Bob doesn't know? What like he's completely off his game? Like what is going on here? We're a passing offense. That's just what we are. Okay. We have never ran the ball. So schematically something is just off. We just don't know what it is. And we need to, we need a guy to come in here that just that can just do different things. Like every every team every team seems to say we know what they're gonna do. We know what they're gonna do. Well That's bad. They, yeah, they and, need to change it. But I think part of that and you know where I stand with, with Matthew Stafford in the rankings of NFL quarterbacks. I have said before, I don't think Matt Staff- Matthew Stafford costs us a lot of games. I feel like he cost us a game today. No, he didn't. Co- he didn't cost the game. He he didn't play well, of course. And well, know. how else do you how wait, how how, wait, how, how, how does do? he not cost you the game? They scored zero touchdowns. I, you know why? I know he, he got sacked. Yeah, how ten many times? times? Ten times. A record. I understand record. that. Okay. So how the, the O line did do that? But but zero points from your quarterback. All right, all your points are coming from Matt Prater. All of them. He was moving and, the ball, and he made he made a, a 
an amateur's mistake in that. Yeah, and he, that well, toss to well, carry yeah, on. Did Johnson. you see the linebacker coming at his at his head? Yeah, I, I get all that. I mean, he, he broke he made, his shoulder twice. Come on, like man. he that was that was bad. I mean, the running that's, back. That's but okay, I don't expect listen. him to like. Okay, I don't, I'm not going to blame the running back for not catching it, but I mean, he's got to know that it it could happen. So, I don't know. I don't. I didn't. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't bad, even see it. Dude. I didn't see it live till late. I didn't. I just seen it recently. So it was bad though. It. I don't even care. I don't even care that like. It's just it was a mistake that cost them in the in a in a time when, you know they're 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 starting to put something together. What now did, there's no guarantee they were going to score because they hadn't been in the end zone all game long. What did you What did I say when you said uh, oh turnover that was right. huge? You said it doesn't matter if yeah, you can't score exactly. And and, and I'm and with that, you there. And but, I felt that in the beginning of the game when it was seven to six I think it was and I just didn't I didn't think at all we had a chance to win that game. No, I don't think anybody who's a who's a normal football fan or or an intelligent football fan had any inkling that the Lions could win this game. But if you if you go back and you look at that, you know that 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 fumble costs them. What what was it? Nine twenty four was the final score. Yeah. So take so those 17, seven points. Seventeen to nine. Take whatever. those. Yeah. Take those seven points off the board. I feel like the defensive side they did their job. Yeah, the O line yeah. absolutely. The O line could have phoned in their contribution today. It just it was just awful. Just it was just awful football to watch. I mean, this yeah, is the kind yeah. of game where if you were playing Madden and you're and you're having that kind of performance, you just shut it off. You restart. You don't but, even play it through. I mean, the only thing I could think of is just what they were doing towards the end is short passes. That's the only way you can beat a pass rush: short passes, screens, whatever. They weren't doing that at the beginning. Well, of the game. you know who you could have done that with. Well, carry on. Golden Tate. Oh well, well he's not here. <laughs> Did you no forget more, about so. that guy? Oh yeah, he's not here. No. I think everybody <laughs> didn't forget about him. <laughs> you know, I said this earlier this week. I, you know, Lions fans were happy about that trade, and I I was saying that day it was like the the diary of a of a Lions fan this week was going to be like, okay, great, hey, we uh, traded Golden Tate for a third round pick. Looking forward to next year, and then you lose this game, and it was going to be like, fuck, maybe we would have won or had a chance if we had Golden Tate. I mean. That part of the game was non-existent. We got smoked by Seattle, and he played in that game. Uh, so, I mean. Yeah, he didn't play great in that game either. Right. He and, didn't play great in that game And, and against Miami, we, we, we played almost a great game, and he had three catches for 30 yards. So, I mean, it's not it, we, we can win without Golden Tate. I like the trade because, yeah, okay, next year, next year, next year, but. We've waited so long that that now we got a new we got a new what's going on with your voice? We got, well, Peter Brady. We got, <laughs> we got a Patriot way how they're how they're setting it up. Okay, to, for with draft picks. Okay, so, so you're you're gonna lose them anyway. Did are we gonna were we gonna? Well, you, you even said six and ten. Okay, yeah, I did. So I did. what's the point of keeping them then? Well, okay, here's the thing though. Um, you know the the recent reports are that the Lions and Golden Tate the Lions were trying to lock him up. They were trying to give him a deal, and they and Bob Quinn said he would lock him up unless he got a third-round pick for him. He got what he wanted, so he shipped him out of town. There's a plan there, and I get that. And I, you can't grade this trade until you find out who that third-round draft pick is. Yeah, well, okay, that it's hard to do. It's it's hard. You know, football is just different than every other sport when you're trying to grade trades because everybody else does it. You know, in the NFL or in the NBA, you're going talent for talent or. Uh, relieving cap space or whatever it is, most of those trades are are immediate. Whether you're getting draft picks or you see a plan, I think what drives fans, at least Lions fans, crazy is nobody knows what the hell the plan is. Nobody knows what the plan is. I feel like Bob Quinn has something going on. 
because he's fu- he's got his head coach. They're making moves. You know, one week they go out and they trade for snacks, and everybody's all excited. Oh, my God, hey, they're making this trade to show that they can win now or they want to win now. And then the next week they go and trade their best receiver. They're number one. I just figure. I just figure. <laughs> I'm. I'm thinking that they didn't. They knew they weren't going to keep him. So you have to get something for him. Now, if it was a fourth or fifth, I would have been pissed. Third round. We didn't have a third round pick either because we traded to, down or whatever to get um, Deshaun Hand. I think it was or somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't have a third round pick. Now we do. I just think they'd like to. They like to stack as many picks. I mean, New England way. They like to stack as many picks. Um, well, and that's fine. That, that now looking what for you the, do with them is is a different story. Well, and look, everybody everybody has busts in, every in, team, in the draft. Team. I mean, you're drafting a lot of players. You know, teams when they get you know whatever seven, eight, nine picks, you're not going to hit on all of them. Um, and this team has a lot of needs. I just, it's just I didn't know what like what's the message you send to that locker room? Forget about the message you send to the fan base because I think the fan base is fifty fifty. But what's the message you send to the locker room when you're one game out of the division, one game out of first place in the division? You, you up until this point had a division win against Green Bay. You know you've got all these teams down the line where you're you're trying to gain some momentum. Like, what is the message when you go out and get a guy like Snacks one week, and then the next week you trade away your best receiver? Well, we lost to Seattle. If we would have beat Seattle, I think he would still be on the team. You really think so? Yes, yes, because this team would be trending up, and we would be going for it. We lost to Seattle, which is an NFC opponent, and and then yeah, but you could still win the division. You could, but I I, I think they felt like they couldn't. You know, well I, here's I, the thing. Now Minnesota looks beatable. Green Bay, we shown they look beatable. I'm not worried They're about awful. Green Bay. Chicago looks beatable. I don't think I don't think we can beat Minnesota though. Minnesota with that, how would do anything to have that front seven? They are well, they're they killing are it. sick on the they're front killing seven. It. They're actually they're even the secondary is good. They they were missing their their linebacker Anthony Barr, who's you know they were missing a few guys. You know Diggs. I thought when I heard Diggs was out, right. and then I heard Anthony Barr was out. I'm like, oh, we have a chance. <laughs> I just nope. you know what the defense did today. They they they. Whole feeling to whatever high, right a few and yards and just yeah. I mean even Latavius Murray. Didn't play great. He had the touchdown, but he had, you know, same thing with Delvin Cook. He ripped off one one huge run, but the defense played. I, this, this team just doesn't have any playmakers, and Golden Tate was your playmaker. He's a guy that could make plays at the times when you need him most. I really And think, I just, it was, it's just. I really think emotionally it hurt this team more than, more than. Physically, I think so too. Emotionally, they were like, "Wow, this guy was on our team. He was he was a locker room guy, and now he's not here." Well, and that's that's the other part of it. I I was saying this to some coworkers. It wasn't just the what message do you send to the team, and what do you send to the play, you know, to the fan base. You know, you trade away a playmaker, but he's a veteran. He wasn't a diva. The kind of guy he is in the locker room to help bring those guys together, and he was good for the community. I always hate to see that because you get some of these players who are who are great. Not just for the team, but the the community. They do a lot, you know. Not all those guys go out there and, and do their part for the community. We a do guy have, like have a chance to bring him back. I mean, it's slim, but you mean to sign him in free yes, agency? Yes, I mean, you know, I'm I'm very curious. Now, does he want to be here? Well, yeah. Or is he hurt that we got? It? That's the thing. You know, he didn't really say. Um, uh, the NBC station in Philadelphia caught up with him. At the airport, I mean, they were they were literally walking down the, the I skywalk. That, I didn't hear what he said. They were walking down the skywalk, and they just asked him. They're like, "What?" He's like, "Listen, man." He's like, um, "You know, one day, uh, you know, we were talking. We thought we might have a deal done, 
uh, you know, that morning I wake up, a Detroit Lion, he's like, and then I'm, I get the call and I'm heading to Philadelphia. And it was just, he didn't sound bitter about it. He didn't seem bitter about it. He, you know, he, he, he's a professional. Yeah. He's he a is. professional. You don't get that enough in sports. He is a true professional. Thank the city. Thank the fans. Thank the Ford family. He thanked the team. Um, so I, I'm very curious where he's at with his emotions there because he's probably due for like a three-year, four-year, $40 million contract. More, way more than that. That's probably why they didn't bring him back. Cause I, I don't think, know. Yeah, he wants probably $14, 15000000 a year like like uh, all these other guys. I, I, can't even, I'm, I can't even think who, who just got signed, but um, some receivers got like $13, $14, 15000000 well, and he feels like he's in that range. He might be. He, he might, might be. be, but somebody will pay him, though. Somebody. But Bob, yeah. Bob Quinn probably so, didn't think that he was, you know. Well, listen, I, you know, it makes me feel a little bit better to know that, that Bob Quinn had a plan. That he said, look, we, they were trying to lock him up. Right. They were trying to lock him up. Oh, I'm sure they talked with their Yeah, they agent. were trying to lock him up. And, they, and I mean, he said, when, when uh, and then when Philadelphia stepped up to, up to the plate with a third-round pick, he said, okay, I got to do it. Right. I got to do it. So, I don't know, man. It's... um. It's just disheartening the way that happens, and then to go lose this game against Minnesota. This team has an identity crisis. You don't know what team you're going to get week in, week out. And 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 I've told you, you know, I I went through the schedule. They only have three wins now. Um, I picked them to win six games. I look at the schedule now. I see two winnable games. I I see two winnable games, and that's Arizona and Buffalo. And then you know, at some point, I had them. You know, Chicago, I think they can be Green Bay again. They might win. You know what? They might win uh, Chicago on, on Thanksgiving at home. Got Green Th- that Bay. could be their their last game of the year. Green Bay at Green Bay at Lambeau. Well, I don't know if Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is going to be playing. He might. He be, might not be by know. then. Or they might catch fire, and then all of a sudden they're in the mix. And yeah, God, yeah, that's tough being a Lions fan. Tough <laughs> for I, me. I mean, you're not invested like I, I am. <laughs> I and I've said this. You know, it's not. It's not a not like. I have my expectations with this team. I don't get too emotionally charged. I do. Week in, week out. Um, I just I hold the the local teams accountable. And when you're a new GM coming in this and a new coach, I feel like the pressure is so high for any of those guys coming in the into this city. Like our hopes and dreams were reliant on the Lions. Because we knew what the Pistons were going to be, we knew the Lions and the, or I'm sorry, the Tigers and the Red Wings are rebuilding. But you don't the, know the football teams. I mean, the the college football teams. You didn't know what you were going to get. Michigan State is whatever. Michigan. We'll talk about them in a second. Go blue. But now it's like uh, <laughs> the Lions were supposed to be our saviors, and they're no. I mean, it's not he, happening uh, with a new coach. You don't know what to expect. So uh, I'm going to give him another. You know, I'm going to give him a year because I at well, first, you, do. you know, at first I thought. Okay, nine, ten wins, but then after that first game, <laughs> after that first game, at I was very like, first you had him at eleven. Well, yeah, I was I was joking, <laughs> um, but yeah, like I thought they were going to be good, but then the defense is totally different. Totally, the scheme is different. Like the personnel is different. He made some trades and some some good trades actually that that brought some life to the defense. But uh, I mean, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I'll give him a year. But so when when. Quinn fires Caldwell. It's a whole different system. Though. Well, I understand I mean, that. That's you know, different. But when he fires him, he wins you nine. That's right. nine wins, right? Nine. He said he said that team was a better team, better than a nine win team. So the bar was already set. 
Right. He's got to say that, though. He's not going to say it's worse. I mean, like, I mean, you, you can't but, say, well, we suck. You know, we're not going to. Well, but but you're. But but you brought back almost everybody. Caldwell, that's all he was, though. He, he was stagnant at that spot. He wasn't going more. That's why they got rid of him. Because you can, if you get nine, ten wins, okay, get in the playoffs and get crushed. What's the point? Huh. I mean, I mean, it's better than not making the playoffs, I guess. But I think one of these weeks I got to bring on a therapist on this show <laughs> for me, just for you and other Lions <laughs> slappies, just to help you I'm get through the rest of the week. Though, I told you, just to help you get through the rest of the week. I told you, I picked them. Come on, what do you mean you're, you're playing reverse psychology with yourself? Yeah, because I, I, you're I, playing with yourself. Well, when I pick them to lose in my head, I'm like, there's no way we're freaking winning this game. You shouldn't have to play mind games with yourself. But a slappy wins every game. Like, oh yeah, we're winning this game. We're winning this game. So, <laughs> I, whatever, you can call me what you want, but I'm not. <laughs> You're playing mind games with yourself to get you to believe that to they... believe you're a slappy. Well, no, that's not <laughs> slappy. Slappy is you're gonna win every game or or you know whatever. Okay, but if they had won today, you wouldn't have gone back to that tweet and be like retweet it. Be like I told you so. If it was a score, yeah. <laughs> but I mean slappy. But then I would have been wrong on our picks. Oh man, Lions. Hey, let's talk Michigan because they're on fire. They are. How hot is that seat? Well, it's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's <not> the opposite <laughs> way. <laughs> uh, hey, look. Um, I've been saying this about Jim Harbaugh and this squad. You can check the podcast. I'm on record with saying he needs to win signature games. Yeah, that's three in a row. All right. And since I've said that, they've won three signature games. Yes. Okay, so he's doing what he's expected to do. But he finally has a quarterback. And, well, and, and we've talked about that. Now they got off to a slow start, and his quarterback wasn't wasn't you know great in those first four games when we first talked about it. Oh yeah. But for the guy who and and you know Frank mentioned on this show, um, had to let him get loose a little bit. Had to let Shea Patterson you know pull back on the chains a little bit and let him let him go. And that's what he's doing. He's improvising. He's freestyling out there, and. I mean, that's impressive. See, the only thing bad about Harbaugh is he's old school and he's, he's um, how do I say it? Like, he wants it his way. That's it. Like, he doesn't want to, well, yeah. you know, old school way. This, you know, he doesn't want to let someone do, you know, if you if you put it in Shea's hands and say, hey, okay, you got this play or this play, whatever you see, do it. Right. It's going to be a different outcome. He just wants it his way and he's a hard-headed. He's hard-headed. Well, he went to a Super Bowl. Right. So, I kind of. You gotta kind of trust them, right? <laughs> well, yeah, that's why they come to he Michigan knows, because right. you know, especially quarterbacks, you know, they come to Michigan because they know he's gonna put them in the NFL and you know play a pro style offense. Right. And, well, Shea looks good. He's playing well. Uh, the defense, Michigan's defense, they must uh, they might be the best defense I've ever seen. Like, they're killing. It. I mean, they're they're close to the Charles Woodson '97 defense. They, they might they might even be better. They look good, and their corners. The, I mean, you. I couldn't even. They have uh, Penn State has two really good receivers. I don't think I heard their name three times all game. They were <laughs> locked down. The defense. I got to say this: Michigan has looked better since about week four. They have looked better every week on both sides of the ball. They are that that year long progress report that you hope to see as a coach, as a fan, like. I don't care how much you're into this team. Michigan fans love their Wolverines. You have a high expectations, but you can't expect them to be firing on all cylinders that early in the season. 
but they are getting there and at the right time because they're now they're playing ranked opponents um, and they're just going week to week to week. They are raising the bar and it's kind of fun to watch. I got to tell you. I just wish we could play the Irish again right now. Like, well, I mean, it was you, first game under the lights in South Bend. You know, well, what did they lose? By touchdown? Yeah, and we had um, our safety got kicked out for targeting. Right. So, so But that's that's impressive for game one on the road, big time, well, prime time game. It helps. Game. They're number three in the country. Yeah. So. so I don't think that loss counts against them at all, to be honest with you. Well, I mean, it's not a big ten loss, but still, when, when you got SEC teams with one loss – you know they will somehow this committee. I don't. I don't. I don't trust them. Man. Michigan oh, yeah. is on the map though, and they're yeah, getting yeah. talked about on yeah. the national in the in the big picture nationally. So many salty fans, like salty rival fans. Now, like I knew this was going to happen. I would say, okay, we're going to beat <laughs> Michigan State, and they're going to say, oh, well, you're three and five against us in the last eight, and then we're yeah, going to beat them next year. Oh, well, you're you know three and six, whatever. You know, they're just going to keep going because. They're back to where they were back before. Well, that's just immature fans. I mean, oh, I love. Look, them. you gotta. I've always, I've always said you stack yourself up against your opponent. All right, your best rival, whoever that is, the best team's got to win. Yeah, and you got to accept that. Now, the fan base is one thing. I think the program, like when when Greg Jones was here, you know, I th- I thought he was pretty pretty adulting about it. No, he's like, he's he's. he's one I of mean, the good, he's, he's good, also he's, he's also a pro and a yeah, Super Bowl champion. Yeah, he's totally not part of that fan base that I see on Twitter. No, and I mean, I guess I guess part of it is the the fan base is is tough. Uh, the rivalry fan base, it's just it gets annoying. It gets to an annoying level because it's just they're just they're just homers. <laughs> they go to the school, they party, they probably know the names of three guys on the team. Right. Don't know a goddamn thing about football. And they want to play this whole rivalry bullshit, um, and it gets annoying. But if if you're not looking at Michigan and saying college football playoff, then you're a hater. Yeah, you're an absolute hater. The whole it almost seems like the whole country hates us. Why though? Because why? Because they're arrogant. Like some. I mean, well, that's that's know, a little that's, bit of Michigan's reputation. Yeah, but that's, that's but that's also Jim Harbaugh's reputation. And that's why. That's why. It just it seems like I know the SEC hates. us. I know. You know the Big Ten. Excuse me while I open a beer. Oh, here, it's Steve. okay. I'm, I'm good. Mine's already open. Um, Twist but, off. But state, I mean, state hates us, of course. I mean, Ohio State, of course. But like, it's like we have no, no, like nobody else has a reason to hate us. Like, I, I mean, I see a lot of Michigan fans calling out Bama. We want Bama. Yeah, I've seen that I, I don't all think day I on want Twitter. Bama. You know I don't what? Think though I want Bama. I, I would I, love. I, to I see, appreciate. I appreciate that. I would love to see what we can do against them because you know we have. Probably the number one. We do have the number one defense in the country, but I mean, what they did in Death Valley against LSU is just—I mean, crazy. You know, guys like uh, Colin Cowherd. Um, you know, went on the record. Who's, who's that? <laughs> he went on the record and actually said Jim Harbaugh is a better coach than Nick Saban. Yeah, but he's of course because he's he's, he's in, you know the NFL record and stuff like that. But I it mean, wasn't even—he was just looking at mostly. Well, yeah. The, Obviously, I mean, at the NFL based, level, Nick Saban choked at the right. NFL level. That's so. what he's basing it on. But well, I mean, and you know, there, there's got to be. Listen, Michigan in the college football playoff is good for college football. It's good for college football. How does Bama get these machines? These guys are like because they breed them. You heard Greg say that. I mean, they these breed them guys down south. Are machines. That's all they like, do. Like we're get, we're starting to get some recruits. We got a five star already safety coming in. We had a safety or another guy um, at the Penn State game 
who was in the locker room singing the fight song that he might, you know, <laughs> we'll see if he signs here. But uh, and then we have a linebacker. It's us or Ohio Ohio State. Uh, Zach uh, Harrison, and he was actually at the Ohio State game, and they didn't play too good this weekend. So, how confident are you? Michigan makes it in the college football playoff. Uh, I mean, the only thing that scares me is we're playing at the shoe, and we just—it just seems like I—I—you're I, asking the wrong person because I always think we get cheated somehow, right? You know, but uh, it, but it's I, it's black and white, I, like or blue and maize. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I'd say I'd say seventy percent that we make it in. It would it would take an absolute catastrophe. No, because if we lose at Ohio State, we're not getting in. It's simple. I don't think they're losing at Ohio State. Oh, if we win, then we're in. I don't think they lose at Ohio State. I, you know, I said at the beginning of this year, it was college football playoff or bust for Jim Harbaugh. No, I didn't think so. We needed to win Big Ten. And if we lose to Ohio State, we can still win the Big Ten. Right. But, no, I mean, it's eh. – no, college football, yeah, it would be great to get in, but it's it's not bust if he doesn't make it in there. If we win the Big Ten – that's a big, you know, with Michigan nah, State, not, Penn State, and Ohio State. Big and, Ten don't mean shit when you're when you're Jim Harbaugh and you're Michigan. The big winning the Big Ten doesn't mean anything. Uh, that's that's a participation well, you trophy. Haven't won it in a long time. No, yes, that's a does. that's a participation trophy, man. That's like making it to the East Finals <laughs> for eight straight years and not winning a championship. I don't know. <laughs> or conference finals. Yeah, I just I I feel like he's got to get to the playoff. Or it's a bus season. It won't matter. No, I don't. I don't think it'll matter. It'll be all for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know who else doesn't matter <laughs> in the world of NBA right now? Yeah, Andre Drummond. <laughs> I have never seen. You know, I used to say this about LeBron James, and I was completely wrong. I have never seen a more mentally challenged suit. I'm not even gonna call him a superstar athlete, but a more mentally challenged role player, mentally fatigued <laughs> professional athlete than Andre Drummond. He just, yeah, I don't know. In don't a know. league where everybody wants to be friends and everybody wants to be buddies and everybody's high fiving and hand driving, whatever else Johnny says they do, um, how can <laughs> Joel Embiid owns him? Oh, he dominates him. Not just on the basketball court, just from last mentally. Year, yeah. Because last year absolutely it owns him. Yeah, I've never seen the psychology play out in front of me the way I have seen it play out with Joel Embiid and Andre Drummond. Yeah, I don't. I, last year he dominated totally. He's and then obviously Embiid is going to talk crap. Well, that's his game. That's right. what he does. Yeah, that's and then that's his style. This year, you know, Andre's probably coming out hard and he's just fouling because he can't get you know he can't get to him, so it puts him out of the game. Like he he's a he's a twenty twenty guy, but. When he's not in the game, he can't he can't do nothing. Well, he's a twenty twenty guy against well, e- equal against, or lesser talent. Well, not against Embiid, but I mean, I'm saying he's he's a twenty twenty guy against equal or lesser he talent. He has the talent. I'm saying to do it, he's just not I, mentally there to do it. I just I when you get mentally fucked like that, there's no coming back. There's no coming back. You you can't tell me that he's not looking. I don't even I don't even know what the schedule is the rest of the year. You can't tell me that he's not looking. Later in the season, if they play Philly again, and looking on the on the schedule, I'm gonna cir- circle that on the schedule. I'm gonna be sick that day. I'm calling in sick. He's not smart. He's not that smart to do that. Like he I just, just, I don't think he cares. Like if he cared, he would. He would. It stick. is such a bad look. He looks like he doesn't even belong in the NBA. No, uh, I mean, 
Some yeah, some games he doesn't. Some things he does. I mean, but you just. I'm just talking specifically against Joel Embiid. I I oh, think right. I think right. Yeah. He, yeah he could be a, a a fifteen to fifteen guy on any team in this league. Alley oops, dunks, whatever, putbacks. He can get he can get you the fifteen hustle points and the fifteen rebounds. I mean, for crying out loud, he's seven feet tall. Right. He should be able to do that. Right. That's that's every guy in the NBA right now, and he just can't shoot. No, he can't. he's a dinosaur in this league. But I have never seen that play out before my eyes the way I've seen. I mean, you just look at his demeanor, his body language. I talk about body language a lot, especially with pro athletes. Like, read the room. You see Joel Embiid walks in or, or checks in the game. You just look at Andre Drummond and he, he his shoulders slump. <laughs> like, he just shrinks, man. He's probably barking in his ear the whole game. Just, you know, that. that... You know what, though? But he backs it up. Right. And I love that about Joel Embiid. I think he's a, he, he might be like a notch too far. But he backs it up. Mm-hmm. Back-to-back 40-point games. Uh, he just absolutely owns Andre Drummond. Yeah, he does. Andre Drummond is a problem on this team. Uh, I mean. He's a problem. He's a role. He's not a superstar. He's a role player. That, and that if you get, the, you know, he, he thinks he's a superstar, just like Mr. Uh, Reggie, Le- who who tries to play hero oh ball. Oh, my God. You know, he tries to play hero ball all the time, but. I don't know. This team is where we were probably where we thought they were. You know, everybody was excited for the start, but I mean, Philly didn't have Simmons. You know, Cleveland didn't have K Love, or they probably would have beat us. Right. You know, we probably would have two wins right now. Well, yeah, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> here's what I'll say about this team. Uh, this team has a problem with guys like Stanley Johnson, Reggie Jackson, and I'll even say Andre Drummond regressing year to year. I've never seen that at the pro level. Like, how do you get worse? It's a shooting How league. do you get worse? It's a shooting league and Stanley you don't have Johnson's shooters. never had a jumper. Reggie Jackson just can't shoot anymore. Right. It's like he forgot how to shoot. Well, Stanley's got to learn to play defense if he can't shoot. He's, well, least, that's least, all anybody talks about is, oh, he can play defense. No, he can't. Right. At least do something. He can't do anything right now. Uh, you need shooters. They need to trade for some shooters. <laughs> they I got mean, nobody to trade. Who wants our scraps? <laughs> I mean... Luke Kennard can be probably good on some team, you know, if they, if they you know use what? him right. I, I actually think I, I I think he's being underutilized. I know he got hurt, um, but I think he's being underutilized on this team. I feel like he should get more minutes than Reggie Jackson right now. Oh, well, He should sure. probably start at point guard. Probably. I think the future for him is at point guard because he, he he's got great vision on the, on the court. He's got some decent handles, and he can shoot. Mm-hmm. But I'll say this about this team. I was I was wrong about one thing last year. And that was Blake Griffin. Everybody jumped on this trade and was like, this is great. It's amazing. Blake Griffin has surprised the hell out of me. I didn't I didn't know he had that much good basketball left in him. And it's not just, like, I knew what Blake was. I watched Blake. I, he was a highlight reel. Um, but the way he's playing, like, and I know he played on the West Coast in a lot of late games, but he is playing so freaking hard because he has nobody else on this team to take the ball from him, to challenge him. There's no he's the leader on this team. There's no doubt about that. So I was wrong about him in that. I mean, Mark said he's going to have an all-star year. He's having an all-star year. I just I think they're putting so much on him and he's they are. so hard that it that he's They're going to get be, yeah, they're going to end up getting 50 games out of him. Yeah, yeah. This this entire team is right. Blake Griffin. Right. Everything runs through Blake Griffin. And it might even be by design. I know you know we talked about in the offseason uh that he worked on a different part of it. He wasn't working on the shooting and the, you know, in the paint. He was looking at evaluate, you know, analyzing better, being more of a playmaker. 
and he's doing that, and you see it. But I see his body language too with guys when they make mistakes late. You know those they, they, what did they start four and one on the season, mm-hmm. and they won those games. And even he was saying it after the game in those in those interviews, post game interviews. Like, look, we got to get better. Like, we're getting lucky to win some of these games. They they weren't playing great great teams anyways, but they're not doing the things like they're you know mental lapses and things like that that. Everything is running through Blake Griffin, and he has absolutely no help. Right. They're a 500 team, and I don't know how long you can keep riding the Blake Griffin train because this guy, at, at some point, at, like I give him credit. He's going out there and playing his ass off. At some point, he's going to be like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Why am I putting my ass on the line for a team that's not going anywhere? Guys who aren't showing up, guys who you know shrink under a challenge. Andre Drummond, my God. <laughs> Can we talk about the shoulders? Uh, you can talk about. I don't want to can talk we talk about, about how does he not wax those shoulders before the photo shoot of the new jerseys? I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know why. The he very looks- next day he's playing and they're they're like silky smooth. <laughs> like I could see my reflection from the TV on his shoulders. Like I would always have him waxed <laughs> if I was him. Like always, oh, he got a max deal. He got plenty like, of money to get. He should have a per, a personal waxer with him on the road. If I see him at Manjin Lao, I'm gonna ask him. To, I'm gonna ask to see his shoulders. Like they, I'm like they better be waxed. I almost want to pay to get them waxed for him. Like did they catch him off guard? Hey, oh hey 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 Dre, uh, before you go, we gotta we gotta take the picture for the new jersey. Like I said, I don't think he cares. Like that's the problem. No, he, he clearly cares because he got him waxed. Yeah, eventually, but like you should always have him <laughs> waxed. Like, how long does it take to until they come back? Like, I got a lot of problems with that photo shoot. First of all, why is Andre Drummond the guy, anyways? Right. Blake Griffin is like a Greek god. Have you right. seen? Have you seen him without a shirt on? No, I don't care to. He was on a show with Kevin Hart. <laughs> Cold as balls. Is that the show? I don't know. That's why. That's why I know. He's chiseled. All right, he's fit. His physique is amazing. Andre Drummond is. He's not terrible, but come on. All righty. <laughs> I'm just saying you're supposed to sell these jerseys. On to the next one. <laughs> I got nothing else. I just want to rip on Andre Drummond's shoulders. Uh, you know what? He can't get anybody on his shoulder. He couldn't carry this team on his shoulders. Uh, no, he can't. Because <laughs> they're fucking hairy. That's... <laughs> Enough of the Pistons. <laughs> I just I don't know what else to say. There is nothing else to say. They're a 500 team at best. Yeah, we thought they would. I actually, I, I was really excited about them because I thought they were. We they thought were, they could be a five or six seed. But God damn it, they fooled me again. <laughs> well, maybe they can make a run. Who knows? You know, no. maybe, maybe they'll make a trade and get a shooter, JJ Redick or somebody. Who knows? But what can you? What are you going to trade from this team? A draft pick, probably. You'd have Monix to, you'd, you'd and probably, a toaster. You'd probably have to risk a draft pick, which is going to be pretty high if if you're looking at how they're playing. No, they'll play well enough to get that eighth, ninth pick. Nobody wants that. Right. That's that's purgatory. That's where they draft. I don't know. I just, you know, you got to give a lot of credit to Blake Griffin and Coach Casey where they're at right now because that's it's those two guys. I think Casey came in and just said, just everybody just shoot. The more you shoot, the more we're going to make, and we're just going to try well, to outscore. He's bringing I mean, analytics to yeah, it. Yeah. You know, I mean – the funny thing is, you know, back when Larry Brown was coaching, he'd get mad at guys for for you know taking a shot, yeah, one, one step inside the three point line. You know, it was low scoring back then. Um, I don't know that that's the answer. Just shoot more. Uh, but I think the offense, the way that they're like, how does the offense run better with Ish Smith, who's 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 Orlando's trash that we got in a trade? He's but not, he, he's our best point guard. He's not ball dominant. He wants to make 
the right play instead of trying to play hero ball. He's got an ugly ass jumper. Yeah, he does. God, it's like yep. it's so weird when he shoot he shoots a lot of threes. That's what he worked on all off season. Right. Holy hell. I don't I don't like this they're frustrating to watch. Um they're not Lions level frustrating. No. No, but yeah, same same. <laughs> same for me. <laughs> they're not they're not at that level, but oh man, I just got nothing. It's like I don't know what I'm going to get. I I know I'm going to get a great perform or a or a I guess I'll say a great performance out of Blake Griffin. He's going to play hard every night. I mean, he 20, plays hard every 25 night. Twenty-five and ten, twelve. He's playing. He'll he'll really make good. the All Star team. He'll be the only. Oh one. yeah, I think so. He'll be the only one on uh, on Detroit. If you can stay healthy. Cross your fingers. God, it's like I, I am worried about the, the mm-hmm. about the tread on those tires. Mm-hmm. It's it's going to get interesting. Steve, any final thoughts before we wrap it up? The guys, I think, are still getting their uh, womanly parts getting checked. <laughs> <laughs> no, week off. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> We'll probably see him next week, um, but I kind of liked it. Oh, yeah. I learned a life lesson this week. Um, I was filling up with gas. We're, I'm always on the go. Yeah. Like I try to jam way too much on the schedule. This was a reminder for me that I need to slow the hell down. <laughs> At the gas station, going in there to pump gas, totally distracted, answering emails, text messages, whatever. My wife had stepped out of the car. She's coming back in, and I almost took off. With, oh, with wow. the pump still wow. in my gas tank, I was almost I almost went viral. I never did that, but you know what I did do was I went and go I went to pay, and I got some other stuff, and I just took off and forgot to put, <laughs> you forgot to put gas. Like <laughs> <laughs> and I had to find I had to find a receipt to say I, I actually paid for this, and I had to go back. But oh, that's not as incriminating. I, yeah. I'd have been all over the news. Yeah, all over the internet. I'd have been ever. I mean, who knows? I might have started a giant fire at the Kroger gas station. <laughs> It could have been bad. That's my that's my uh, life lesson reminder. Just slow down. Nothing is that important that you have to get to it in that in that instance. What's really important is that you subscribe to this podcast. It's free. Rate us, review us, share with your friends. We're available on all the major podcasting apps. Uh, if you're listening to the show for the first time because you are a Reddit user, thank you for listening. Share with your friends. Share it on Reddit and let them all know what you're listening to. If you like the show, just rate us, review us. And check us out at autobondsdetroit.com. Have a great week.